Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday, a.k.a. It's hump day! <laughs> Why Where's my so video? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Why are you so loud? Leslie, guess it's what today is. Day. We know this already. It's hump, it's hump day. day. Woo-hoo! Can you name What's your up, hump? Um, name this hump. You do, are you going to do this every Wednesday? I'm going to name it Morty. Maury. Morty. Daryl Morty. Like Rick and Morty. His name okay. is Morty. Morty. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do this every Wednesday? Every hump day. Will That's you ever change thing. up the video? No. So you're just going to be super consistent. Super consistent. Morty and I are going to oh, roll deep. We're here. What's good, hump day, folks? I'm Ashley Nicole Moss, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Next to me is hating ass Brandon Marshall. <laughs> we have Woo Out West. We got BC in the booth. We got Mander Legend. The mystery that he... Oh, we got oh, his hand today. Got a hand. Peace up, A-Town Down. <laughs> and we got JP out west, a.k.a. the voice of God. We gave him that nickname um, yesterday. So we got a full house in the building. Um, I am running point. I am the point God today. It is hump day after all. We have a lot to get into. We have a lot of news of the day. We also have a legend joining us. Uh, should we say it or should we keep it a surprise? Say it. Should we keep it a surprise? Who, who do we have, Brandon? We have Ladanian Ladanian Tomlinson. LT. Me, LT, the man who broke my heart. They should have had that picture, but with the Broncos in the back because he broke so many records against us. LT, the man. So we'll get into that. Brandon and him will tra- trade war stories, all that fun stuff. But first, we are going to kick off the show with news of the day, and we're going to kick things off wishing a heavenly Happy 45th birthday to Kobe Bean Bryant. Today is his birthday. Today he would have turned 45 years old. And I believe we have a video of singing of the um, Team USA singing him happy birthday. So. All right, here we go. Uh, like I said, today is Kobe Bryant's 30th birthday, and we're going to sing happy birthday on three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy 
videos um, ever. I always retweet it whenever it is Kobe's birthday. I love hearing um, they say, happy birthday, Kobe. And someone goes, Mamba. Um, <laughs> but I just love it. Vanessa's there. His two girls are there, um, Natalia and Gigi. Um, rest in peace as well to Gigi. It just right. it just showed Kobe as the ultimate girl dad before he had two additional yep. girls in his life. Um, it never gets easier to wish Kobe a happy birthday with him not here. Tomorrow right. is Mamba Day, so we will go ahead and have a Mamba-centric show in his honor. Um, but it just, yeah. I don't know, it's just so surreal still to this day that right. he's not here. I it was know. so traumatic, and I think that's why... Um, you know, we all feel the way we feel. Yeah. You know, even if you wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan, even if you wasn't a Los Angeles Lakers fan, um, you could have actually been uh, a Kobe Bryant hater. Mm -hmm. But now you, 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 you're passionate about uh, Kobe and his legacy and what Vanessa's pushing forward because of how he went. I mean, so young in mm. just a tragic situation. No, no, you know, we know death is a part of the, the human experience. But we don't expect to go out like that, right? And I think that's why it's so tough. But but listen, we always talk about LeBron James. We always talk about Michael Jordan. When's the last time, Ashley, you spent time looking at his career highlights and his awards? I know you may know some. Give me maybe two. Give me two of his career highlights. Who are we talking about? Kobe Bryant. Bean. Kobe um, Bean Bryant. I, I'm, I'm always gassing. I, I, I know, I know. But just Finals give me two MVP. real quick. Okay, yes. But... I, look, I was looking up, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant this morning because, like, you know, we've been talking about him for some time now. And, you know, what can I say differently? I just want to highlight some of his career We can do this on moments. Mamba Day. The, today's just his birthday. We'll okay. save it for Mamba well, we'll Day. Well, well, let me. Okay, go boom. ahead. I'll give you one. Five-time NBA. No, I'm looking at this, and I was like, yo, look at all these awards. Five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA finals MVP, NBA most valuable player, 18-time NBA All-Star, four-time NBA All-Star games MVP, 11-time All-NBA first team. And it goes on and on and on. You can go down to his high school days, four-time Parade All-American, first-team Parade All-American. When we talk about just careers – it doesn't even it, – it's hard to see anyone having a better career than Kobe Bryant, but we talk about so many other people. Happy birthday to Kobe Bean Bryant. I just wanted to point out the other thing you didn't mention, and this was supposed to be the second half of his career, his Oscar. Ah. Of course, his Oscar. Again, ah. we will celebrate all things Kobe Bean Bryant tomorrow for Mamba Day. Matter of fact, let's everybody at Paper Out wear either yellow or purple tomorrow. In mm. honor of Kobe Bean Bryant, in honor of Mamba Day. So if you have yellow, rock yellow. If you have a Lakers jersey, rock a Lakers jersey. If you want to wear purple, wear purple. purple. Um, let's go ahead and and show some love to Mamba Day in that regard. I'm probably going to wear purple. It may be hard for I me I don't feel tomorrow. like I have a tan enough you, to wear yellow. You're kind of wearing purple now, though. No, this is, this is magenta, darling. Okay, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Magenta. Yeah. Uh, it may be hard. It may be hard uh, tomorrow for me because I'm gonna be in Atlanta on the field okay. with Cam Newton, Lou Young. Cam is launching a, a new show. I think it's like a game show. I don't know what the hell I signed up for, but it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I will uh, participate in paper route. Maybe I, will you be okay with like a purple um, uh, scarf? Like sure, a purple. Bandana? Yeah, whatever. That okay, great, anything. great, cool. great. We can great, do that. Great. All right, so happy birthday, Mamba. We will see you and speak to, about you more tomorrow in depth. But moving on, 
Lonzo Ball is calling cap on Stephen A. Smith. He is not here for the antics. I told you, Stephen A. sometimes be telling them tall tales. Y'all didn't want to believe me. But listen, on first take, Stephen A. claimed that he had sources that said that Lonzo Ball was having trouble getting up from the sitting position due to his injury, which was a cartilage transplant. He said, quote, I've heard that it's even hard for him to get up from the sitting position. Well, Lonzo Ball said, uh, 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 not so fast and had a video from a fantastic view, might I add. Listen, if you're going to go ahead and call somebody out, make sure your surroundings are on point too. just AKA James Harden. Take a look at this. Look at this. The one-legged squad. Come on, man. You got to stop yapping. And I ain't you, man. I don't even know you like that, but I like you. I'm coming back, man. Come on. Listen, I want to go ahead and say, that even doing this without a cartilage transplant is difficult. A one-legged squat is not an easy thing to do. It requires a lot of strength. It requires a lot of balance in your, it requires not just strength in your legs, but also in your core to be able to pull yourself up and bring yourself down over and over again. So yeah, I, you think Stephen A could do it? Stephen A was Kevin, and I bet you he can't do it. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I think there's, there's a lot to this. This, there's a lot here. Ain't um, nothing to it here, Brandon. Um, well, it's Cap. Well, as an athlete, like I hear what you're saying from, uh, you know, being able to stand up on a single leg, but it, that's the first thing you do in rehab, right? Mm-hmm. So Stephen A could have potentially got you know, uh, uh, a little birdie in his ear saying, like, this is the situation, right? Like, you see athletes all the time going up and down stairs, even getting up out of a chair. Guys who are actually playing, and they look like they're hurting. They look they look like they're banged up. So for Lonzo Ball to be, I don't know how many weeks, how many months post-op, he should be able to do this. But somebody could be in this camp or somebody could be around him seeing him still, uh, uh, still um, you know, challenge with his, you know, just normal motor skills. So... I say that because, you know, being able to get up and move around. I say that because you got Stephen A. who needs to understand the power of his platform, right? I think it was, uh, who did we say it was James who, uh, Wu? What was the guy's name, Wu? James what, the, the quote from well, the, the media quote standpoint? is Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison said what? Jim Morrison quote was... Whoever controls the media controls, controls the, the mind. mind. So when Stephen A. came out and said that, it made it seem like Lonzo may not ever play again. We talked about it yesterday, and I'm like, damn, maybe he can get himself to a place where he can go play in China. But then Lonzo comes back, and the last thing he said that was super powerful, he said, I'm going to be back, and he walked off the screen. So I'm glad that he responded this way. Um, But I think there's validity on both sides. Cap, there's no validity. Stop sidestepping. Listen, 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 listen. There's no cap. There's okay, no There's okay. no validity. He said verbatim, I've heard that it's even hard for him to get up from the sitting position. The man did not just get up from the sitting position. He did it on one leg. The amount of control that requires, the amount of strength that requires is not something that we can overlook. So Stephen A's sources led him astray, and he wrote a, he wrote a check. His mouth couldn't cap. And he got called out. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's stop making excuses for him. Oh, there's some validity. There's no validity. The video shows the man can get up and sit down repeatedly on one leg. Stop talking about things you know nothing about. You look crazy. Not just Stephen A. People in general. Stop talking about things you know. Does that look like a man who's having a hard time getting up from the sitting position? Brandon, can you do that right now? 
Um, no. Okay. I can't do that. But that's why I said that, it, you know, it's hard for me to explain this. Uh, but from a rehab standpoint, you see LeBron James training all the time or warming up. What is he doing? He's he's waking up his neuromuscular system. So in rehab, that's all you're doing. You're, retra you're retraining and reprogramming your brain to set, tell your muscles to work. So that shit right there for even someone who may not be post-op, it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. But if you're in post-op, that's easy to do. But that doesn't mean that you don't struggle walking up and down the steps. All you got to do is watch. If you see a professional athlete, watch how they walk. Watch how they sit. It's tough. But in that type of control setting, that's easy. I'm just saying it from an athlete's perspective that been there before. I can put myself in that controlled environment and make that look good. But doesn't mean that I'm not struggling. Stephen A came out and Stephen A said, you know, the way he said it just made it seem like this dude was never going to play again. The and that's he, my problem with Stephen the A. The way he said it was the way he meant it. He said the man is having a hard time getting up from the sitting position. That implies that Lonzo... I will demonstrate for our viewers. That implies that Lonzo Ball can't do this. That he's having a hard time doing this. The man's going up and down. I can't even do that right now. I can't even do that on one leg. It's not the case. Stop it. Stop it. We don't believe you. What did Jay-Z say? We don't believe you. You need more people. Apparently, Stephen A. had a response today on First Take. Um, JP, somebody, if anybody can find me that response and we can address that. But um, listen, shout out to you, Lonzo. That, that's how. Now, listen, it's all, it's all fun and games. Lonzo said, look, I love you, bro. But, like, stop the cap. So it's not like there's any animosity. It's not like there's any beef or, or you know, it's going to be turned into this whole thing. But it's just kind of like, you know. See, this also shows the power. I'm not going to continue to go back and forth for Ashley Nicole Moss as a 13-year NFL vet on the rehab process and why you can manipulate any okay. situation and make it look any certain okay. way. But what I will say is, is this. Um, this shows the power of platform for Lonzo Ball to be able to control his narrative and respond because if he didn't do that, there was going to be people like myself, you know, coming out here with these wild stories, talking about China and other things, uh, and that would just go on and on and on. Um, and then Stephen A., again, you know, like the quote that we read, the people who control the media controls the mind. And, and, and we know what we're doing when we're in the media. We know the words that we're using, what it can do. Right. There's a lot of us yesterday that felt like uh, Lonzo Ball was in ruins. Right. So Stephen A. Smith had to come out today and change that narrative for himself because he can lose a lot of credibility. This is two days in a row where Stephen A. Smith's talking about my sources, my sources. But everybody got sources. Everybody talked to people. But did you really sit down and really dive deep into what's really going on? Did you talk to his doctor, his, go through the rehab process with him? If you don't, you can't really speak on certain things. So I think Stephen A. Smith, you know, there's a lot going on in this space. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, he, he has to evolve. So you're saying, he has to so evolve. what are you saying? Um, Asia Wilson. Okay. Asia Wilson. Okay. You okay? You I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah. I, I just want you to. I feel like. Can we get some sage? No, no, no. You, you know what I don't. Like, no, no, no. You know no, no, no. Time like. out. Not time out. You is she who? Is she like. not on one right now? Nah. I'm not. She's not going to have me through this. She is hype. Nadine, give me the sage. Bring the sage. You know what I don't like, Andrew. You know I am not going here with her today. You know what I don't like? I don't like. Brandon's always preaching authenticity. Brandon's always preaching. Tell it how it is. Brandon's always preaching. Keep it real. 
And this man is sidestepping the fact that Stephen A went on national television and told a tall tale. Why can't you just say that? Bring the lighter. Bring that the is sake. so crazy. I, I am so proud of myself right now. I lost so much respect for you just I now. Am so it is crazy. Because no, here's the thing, it's Ashley. Crazy. What I'm trying to say is, and, and then we'll get into this maybe... Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about later? Like some sage. There's there's one topic that we're talking about, and I may peel back some layers. Can you light this for me, please? Yeah. This is crazy. I'm peeling back the layers. What I don't want to do is come out here and say, and I and I try because it's easy for me to say, look, I played in the NFL. I've been through this process a million times where my knee felt not exactly like that because I haven't gone through the same thing. And I can use my personal experience to actually put myself in Lonzo Ball's situation we don't need the sage rule i'm off it no it's cool. please sage because ashley cool. is on one i'm proud nah, of myself because she cool. is please sage. look I just, I just, she's trying to get take I me just, today i, I am just, not arguing with her today please i am saging you in this moment i am saging i am saging well you what you what you weren't doing you weren't listening i to was me. listening you came to you. in with your own uh, opinion which is fine i respect your mm -mm. opinion but you didn't listen to what i was saying i heard everything you said okay. that does not so can you respect can, can uh, so you lost respect for me today because of what i said you no, think i'm capping I, just, I don't feel like but can you're you capping i just feel like if we're gonna hold we're always talking about holding people accountable and yeah. accountability you don't feel that Stephen A should be held accountable for saying something that is flat out not true? No, I do, but you didn't let me get there. You cut me off. I you said, wanted to move on to Asia no. Wilson. Woo, what did we say? I asked, what's the man's name? Tell the quote I was getting. She cut me off. Okay, go ahead. Woo, go what's ahead. the quote? No, no, now she's That's why I'm saging your ass right okay. now. Go ahead. What was the quote and who was it? It was Jim Morrison, and Jim the quote was whoever controls the media controls the mind. So before I could even get there, you just went boom. You came in with the energy. So that's why I'm saging you right now. <laughs> so I couldn't get there. You didn't let me get there. Because I'm looking at both sides of this. You gotta, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Lonzo. And then I don't know who Stephen A spoke to. So I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, see both sides and why. Why would Stephen A come out here and just say that, right? I don't know. I haven't talked to Stephen A. But I can understand you can have a source that maybe give you some bad information. That's why I was going to go to that quote, because you got to be careful when you have a platform like that. And when you talk about control of media, when you think about sports media, I don't know if there's anyone bigger than Stephen A. You can't come out here and talk about well, who did he call out the other day, yesterday? Um, I was just thinking about it. Uh Whatever, it doesn't matter. But Stephen A, he knows what he's doing, and he has to be careful. Well, I will say that Stephen A addressed the situation or did not address the situation on his show today. And basically, instead of apologizing for lack of information via his sources, he decides to go ahead and bring up Lonzo Ball's repeated injury history. So it, he did. It was just, Stephon Diggs. We'll leave it there. Yeah, like he came out on Diggs, and then Diggs replied to that, and Diggs was like, you know who's your sources yeah correct correct <laughs> correct so sources and sources correct so it's gonna get really interesting in media right athletes are starting to push back and that's why i continue to say that like new media draymond coined that it seemed like draymond made it popular but it's going to get interesting because dudes can respond just like that quickly on twitter or whatever the hell they're calling it or instagram stories X. Um, X, there you go. Anyway, can we move on now? We can, we can you move on. Good? Why, look, look, you see what the sage did? Look, I, was, like, look I was fine before that. I just feel like if we're going to keep it a buck, we got to keep it a buck all the time. That's all. So but, so you feel like I wasn't keeping it a buck? Mm, I think you were being a little, you know, I get it. Stephen A's your boy or no. whatever. So, like, I get it. No, whatever. I want to call Stephen A out because if I call Stephen A out and he continues to look like this and athletes push back, where are they going to go? They're going to come sit with us.
I want, yeah. I want this. I yeah. actually like that. I, I like Stephen A. I'll call him. He'll respond. But keep doing this, Stephen A. <laughs> keep doing it. Because Lonzo Ball, when you call Lonzo to sit down, he's going to be like, I ain't going to go sit over there. Nope. But if Ashley called him, if we call him, he might come to I Am Athlete or pay, and paper out. You feel Correct. me? So I want more of this. Come on. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Skip Bayless. Is it Skip? Skip yeah, Bayless. Skip Bayless. What are you talking about, DeMar Hamlin laying on the field like that? Yeah, keep doing that. You think DeMar Hamlin, any football player, want to sit down with your ass? Come on. But anyways, let's move on to Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson, um, she was in Atlanta last night, mm -hmm. right? But Asia Wilson plays for Las Vegas Aces. She delivered a 53-piece, Ashley. Um, and what's interesting about this is that, you know, the last six games, she's just been on a crazy heater. She's 27 years of age, and it just seems like she's getting better by the minute. Okay, so she tied the WNBA single game scoring record mm -hmm. with 53 points in Atlanta last night, tying Liz. And also there's a, another player, um, Laquana. I believe. No, that's a different record. Yeah, so. well, she look, look as far as fifty going dropping fifty in the, yeah, in the fifty game. is the third WNBA player in history to drop a fifty point have a fifty point game. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is big. You got you guys know uh, you know we're we're passionate about the WNBA and our players. We want to continue to highlight them and their amazing feats. I wish we had her on the show, but maybe she'll see this and maybe she'll say, you know what, I'm gonna go vibe with Ashley and Brandon as long as the room is saged. Before. What is it? Smudging. I'm smudging Ashley right now. She look at Sage works. Look at Ashley. She's like, it didn't she, work. It I definitely was, worked. I was, I was fine beforehand. <laughs> yeah. I just I keep it a buck Woo. all the time. Woo, did she not Brandon come in with keeps energy? It 50 cents. You know what I, I mean? I would say it seems like there's a connection to something with Nah, Stephen I was a. I was turned I was coming remember, down anyway. I just, you know, I keep it like I said, I'm You a literally buck, said I lost respect cents. for you. You literally said I did I in lost that moment I did because you were sidestepping, bro. I was not, you didn't let me get there. You were side just, even the chat says you were sidestepping. Just forget the chat right now. Okay. Can you admit, can you admit though that the sage worked, please? No, because I was I wasn't like turned up to begin with. I was coming down. I was fine. I just you Yes. Know. I feel like it's something with Steven. Woo, are you <laughs> woo, are you proud of me though? Because that's when usually that's that's an Ashley and Brandon moment right there. That oh, could have yeah, went yeah, left. Yeah, you took it and sage. How down was that gonna go? I felt it. How was that gonna go left? How was gonna go left? Cause I was, I, my, I felt it. I was like, ah, oh, she's cutting me <laughs> off. She's pushing me. She's pressing yeah. me. Brandon, <laughs> you of it, all people should not talk about anybody cutting anybody off. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm getting better. I'm not getting better. Well, we have a chance today because we have Ladanian Tomlinson coming too, on in too. about ten minutes. So let's see how many times I cut let's him see. off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, just a cap. Off the last uh, uh, news of the day, Asia Wilson, congratulations Congrats, on where girl. you're at. Um, some are saying even her teammate Kelsey 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 Plum, excuse me, let me slow down here, that she's a once in a generation generational talent. Facts. Okay, and she Facts. could potentially go down as one of the greatest, and she's probably already solidified herself in that conversation. Mm -hmm. But we got to continue to watch her. 27 years of age, two time. Uh, uh, MVP, league Absolutely. MVP. In the last six games, she's averaging 31 points, 10 rebounds, and it's uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. There we, you go. We have time for one more news of the day story, and I hear um, <clears throat> Jerry Jones is not happy with his with his team. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So Jerry Jones, right? Like we talked about it yesterday. The other day, yeah. 
When we were at Bra- Monday. 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 Mm-hmm. So Monday um, at Brandstar, New Digs, um, news came out over the weekend. That news, just clips came out over the weekend of Brandon Cooks, the newly acquired wide receivers for the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, was mm-hmm. flying around his teammates. And his team, it was Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, the big time cornerback. And like I said, then I said, there's a lot of money on this on on this flight. Jerry Jones <laughs> responded yesterday by saying he wish he would have known because part time pilots is not the way. Here he goes right here. Brandon Cooks taking Michael Parsons and Stephon Gilmore on a flight before the Seattle game. Boy, I'm glad I didn't know that was going on. <laughs> part time pilots are not the way to go. And I agree with Jerry what Jones. What accent is that? That's the, my, my Dallas. Oh, my well, Texas. Is it Jerry Goes from Arkansas? Same yeah, thing. He's from Arkansas, What's the difference? Right? What's the difference? I don't know. I've never been to Arkansas, so I don't know what the accent sounds like, but okay, sure. It's probably the same. Okay. Oh, okay. he was born in you think about, think about uh, uh, oh. Bill Clinton's from Arkansas. He is. Okay, that's a good point. Right? Uh. And you hear his sound. I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> I knew you were going to see that. I knew you were going to use that line. Like, oh, no. oh, everyone knows. <laughs> um, anyway, so Jerry Jones responded, and actually what I was saying earlier, you know, I was like, there's a story later where I'm going to peel back some layers. Um, and I'll be quick here. I'll try to be quick here. But I agree with Jerry Jones, right? Because it's like, man, health is wealth. And, you know, this is we're in a war of attrition in the NFL. And this is a big deal when you talk about being in a plane with a co-pilot or a part-time pilot, whatever, you know. And um, But it made me think. Jim Ursay came out a couple of weeks ago, and we all was like, what the hell are you saying? When Remember, he sat down and met with Jonathan Taylor, and he ta- told Jonathan Taylor, um, if I die tomorrow and if mm-hmm. you're not in the NFL, the league, basically the league moves on, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So they're telling us how they think in that moment. We don't really care about the player because there's a pipeline of thousands of players that want to be in the NFL. You're replaceable. They cut Peyton Manning. They re- they let Tom Brady go. Some of our biggest players, you know, they cut, released, or said it's time to retire. So don't think that you're above the history of our leagues, right? So they're telling us how they think, okay? So now, if that's the case, right, players, stop trying to be friends with these leagues and these owners and the general managers when it's time to get your money, right? So, yeah, they care in this moment. Oh, my goodness, why are you up there flying in this plane? You're going to hurt our season. But if the plane went down, they're going to replace your ass right away. So, Ashley, I'm sorry to go so deep here because I know it's supposed to be like a little cool story, but it just made me think about the owner's mindset. So do you want do you want them flying or not want them flying? I'm right okay. Here. I'm okay. And we talked about this Monday. I'm okay with them flying. Uh uh Brandon Cook's flying if he has a, a pilot there that is experienced. Which, I'm sure he which we, you know, we were trying to figure that out yeah, by but looking I'm sure at the video. He had a co-pilot. Hopefully he did. So I'm okay yeah. with this. Like I, and I'm okay with guys like you know, this is what you're supposed to do. This is also this is an awesome story. Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks, what the hell you not to fly a plane? But if it was just him up there I'm, I'm having a problem with that. Those guys are bold to be up in that little Well, I wonder, mm-hmm. I know that in the NBA, there are clauses, and I think Jay Williams actually was the reason that this clause was put in he, after his motorcycle accident that yeah. kind of prevented him and then ended his career. Is there not a clause in, in 
the NFL. In your NFL contract that you can't do certain things that will jeopardize yeah. your like you can't go. I don't know. No, I think it's always been there. I think it's the all. Season. Yeah, I think it's always been a part of the CBA, and it's called non uh, non football related injuries, right? So like we talked about it with Jonathan Taylor and signing the tag, because if Jonathan Taylor gets hurt just walking down the street, they can say it's non football related, and they don't have to. They can withhold your salary and your money, mm-hmm. and they could actually go go after some of your past money, depending on the situation, if you like bonuses, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. jet skiing, um, if you're snowboarding, anything like that, mm-hmm. right? So absolutely that's a part of the CBA, right? That's why it's like when you see your your favorite stars playing basketball, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Is it really? Yeah, In the offseason season, it, you're not allowed to do that? You, you can, but if you come down and you snap your ankle or you tear your ACL – they don't have to pay you. They can withhold yeah. your money. There's and a- that's the situation where, let's say, we just gave you $20 million in bonus. Uh-huh. They can go recoup some of that money. Mm-hmm. There was an MMA fighter recently who went to go play basketball two weeks after he won his title. Yeah. Snapped his Achilles, and they stripped him. No, I mean, I always knew that there was clauses like that during the season. Uh-huh. But in the offseason, how are you going to tell me I can't go on a jet ski on vacation? Because, look, look that that's, why, that's why. Like, I, I'm not actively playing right now. I'm off. The season's I, over. Because that's why, you know, I'm like, sometimes I go a little too deep and I'm like, I lose people. But I, I went, that's their mindset. You know what I mean? Like, that, it's, um, like they control it's the business. Yeah, they control everything. That's You're our property. They were mad at me for on my off day during one of my biggest years to fly to New York to do inside the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and met with the team and I asked them, I said, what's more detrimental to the team? Me, all pro, uh, pro bowl player, 1500 yards, just gave you 12 touchdowns. Me flying to talk a little shop on football, about football on a Tuesday, my off day, or some of our guys that's out till four in the morning, smoking, drinking, doing whatever. What's more detrimental to the team? So it's a good point. Right, but they try to control the every answer? situation. It don't matter. Don't do it. I said, well, what about my? What about bye week? What about Thursday night football when we have four day, uh, uh, extended weekend? Mm-hmm. Nope. Do it in the off season. And that was just media, talking about media, talking about ball, talking about football. We have one of the go. Well, I can't. Ah, they almost got me. I'm contradicting myself. There's no. Ooh. There's not a couple of goats. We're talking about one goat. Right. And I don't know. Some may say that he is the best at his position, Mm -hmm. but it's a huge debate because there's been so many that came uh, and and grace just the amazing green grass, uh, the football field. And and, and so it's hard. But, man, when you look at his his career highlights, Ashley, Mm -hmm. it's almost like. Kobe being Bryant. We talked about it. Kobe being Bryant. NFL most valuable player. How the hell did he do that at this position? This is the quarterback's position, but he did it in 2006. NFL Offensive Player of the Year, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Oh, there you go, LaDainian Tomlinson. Welcome to Paper Route with myself and Ashley Nicole Moss. How are you, brother? Sorry, man, we're having a little technical difficulties on our audio right now. So I'm going to continue to go down your career highlights, and then I'm going to ask you the question again. Oh, I don't have to do it. We fixed the audio. How are you, brother? (laughs) I I got you, man. I'm good, man. It's good to be on with you guys. Brandon, good to see you, my brother. 
All praises. Thank you. I, I like to see you in this setting. Um, I didn't like to see – I didn't love watching you and seeing you on Sunday when we were playing against you. <laughs> Shot through the heart. You know how many times – well, you know that song? Yeah, Bond, don't I know that song. Oh my goodness, Ashley. We couldn't stop him. We would put off, we would but... put nine people in the box and we couldn't stop him. He broke the record on us. Ooh. You know, being in the AFC West, Denver Broncos versus the San Diego Chargers, well, formerly you, known you, as the... you mentioned records. We should go through a few. You want to go through Let's a few? Let's do it. All right. Most rushing, most rushing touchdowns in a season, 28, 2006. Most touchdowns from a scrimmage in a season, 31, also 2006. Most consecutive games with a touchdown tied, 18. Most points scored in a single season, 186, also 2006. Oh, my goodness. So let's start right there. When you think back on your career, what stands out the most? I like to score touchdowns, B. <laughs> I mean, I mean when I, honestly, when I think about just my entire career, man, even going back to Pop Warner, guys, the first time I ever touched the ball, I scored a touchdown. The first two times I ever touched the ball, I scored a touchdown. So I think it was just kind of in my nature. It was something about the red zone or the touchdown area that brought the best out of me. And, you know, it carried – on throughout my career, man. So that was just a part of the way I did it, scoring touchdowns. That was me. That's what. That's a wild story, bro. My first year, I played offensive line. I play, you know, I grew <laughs> up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then the second year, they, I was like, look, I'm a running back. And my first carry, I scored a touchdown. It was 99-yard touchdown. We were backed up, and I took it the whole way. So maybe I got some of that greatness, that blood in, in, in my veins. But, you know, I can't even compare my career to your career. Just a legendary Hall of Fame career, obviously. Um, what's going on with you, bro? Uh, you've been kind of quiet lately. It, it, you know, a couple days ago, you retired from broadcasting. Is this true? And, and if it is, why? And what's next? Yeah, man, it is true. I mean, I, you know. I did it for 10 years, and to be quite honest, I never planned on, you know, getting in the broadcast world or doing anything like that after football. You know, my goal was to play 10 years in the National Football League and then get back to Texas and live a quiet life, honestly, that, and raise kids. That was, my, that was my plan. I played 11 years uh, in the National Football League. And then my agent, you know, had a hunch at the end, was like, man, why don't you try to do television, you know, for a number of years, however long you want to do it, just try it. And I thought about it and I said, you know what, it will be a great transition from the field to continue to talk about the game, you know, to be around the game. Because you know, like I know, be having played this game, mm. it's not easy to say goodbye to it. Mm. You know, it's not easy to let it go, man. And so it was great for me to do that. But also, I live my life as it is a book. Mm. And you have to close chapters sometimes in your life. And football happened, I had to close that chapter. The same with broadcasting, had to close that chapter. Now, with that being said, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not gonna be doing anything in the media. Oh! Traditional, <laughs> traditional, you know, Football analysis, working for, you know, a network. I retired from that. But you will see me again doing some stuff. 
Listen, before before we dive into some football, I would be remiss. Brandon, this is right up Brandon's alley. I know he has a follow-up. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> she what is me. it? She know me. I know it. This is my work wife, uh, uh, LT. Um, yeah, so you got to – I like to get messy. What, 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 so give us a scoop, anything. What, what, what are you going to do? Well, man, I started my own media company, honestly. And, and for me, at this point in my life, it's about creating my own content that I can pull out, put out there. And that's where I am. I'll just leave it at that. There will be some stuff coming soon uh, from me creating my own content. But I, I think, you know, listen, 10 years uh, with the uh, NFL Network has taught me a lot about television, taught me how to do television. You know, I learned, I learned the ins and the outs of it. And so now I'm at the point where I feel like I'm ready to get out on my own and do my own thing. It's an exciting chapter. So uh, let's dive into some football and let's talk about running backs. All right. A position you you kind of know well. Listen, Josh, Josh Jacobs is holding out. Saquon, you know, famously went through a whole saga with the Giants this offseason, ultimately not getting paid what a lot of fans think he deserves. Jonathan Taylor right now is actively seeking a trade. We're in a time where the running back position when you speak to players former players they will not go ahead and negate the fact of how important the position is to the offense how other players view the position but when it comes to the decision makers you know the front office gms the organization as a whole they are no longer valuing the running back position do you see that coming full circle and once again going back to the days of where guys like ezekiel elliott were being paid handsomely because they were such an intricate part yeah. of the offense? Or do you think that the league has changed and it's not going backwards? I can't say that it's, uh, that, you know, it's not going to go back the other way because I still believe if you have a transcendent <laughs> type of player, a guy that you have to have on your team that demands, you know, the attention, that's 25, 30% of your offense, <clears throat> you know, you're still going to find a way to pay that guy. Now, obviously, you know, and I'm so tired of people saying, well, you know, running backs, you all, you don't win Super Bowls with them. You know, you win Super Bowls with, with the guy that you draft in the fifth or sixth round. You know why that is? Mm. Because most of the great running backs go to horrible teams. Mm. I mean, think about it. They go to horrible teams, and they're the entire offense. Saquon has been that way. Josh Jacobs has been that way. You know, you, you can go on and on talking about guys that have played in poor offenses. And so they use these guys up for four or five years, get a lot of tread on the tires, and then they say, oh, well, you know, we don't want to pay you because, you know, you got a lot of tread on the tires and we don't know how, how much healthier you're going to be going, going uh, uh, in the future. That makes no sense to me. You know, and so that's what's really happening at the running back position because Great point. if you go first round, they got you for five years. Yep. No questions about it. They got you for five years. And then they're going to franchise you two years, and now that's seven years. We know the running back chef life mostly is around six to eight years. We know right. that. So this is what needs to happen. Mm. Short-term contracts for running back. Mm. Two years, three years max, Okay. I think because then you can still have that annual value, 20 million a year. You can still have that guarantee contract if you're only doing two to three years at a time. And then I heard 
Stephen A. Smith say something that I totally agree with. They need to let certain running backs come out early after two years. Take the case of a guy like Jonathan Taylor, his first two years at Wisconsin. The guy went almost 2,000 yards in his freshman year, 300 carries, and did the same thing his sophomore year. Now, you telling me at that point he's not ready to be a pro? Hmm. Come on, man. I love that. No. So those are some of the issues that, that's happening with the running back position. And it's going to take someone like Jonathan Taylor to say, you know what, I'm not playing. I'm not playing for this team. You know, they don't want to pay me. I'm going to sit out and deal with the consequences at that point. No, all great points. And I wonder, you know, what is your take then on a running back like a Christian McCaffrey who has been uplifted for being able to be kind of a dual threat? He can run, but he can also go ahead and give you the same or in some way the same game as a wide receiver when it comes to short passes and people saying, well, that's the direction the position is going and that's why he's gotten paid. What would your pushback be to that? And what do you think can be done to just stop the devaluation of running backs as a whole, as a position. Mm. Well, you made a great point. There is no pushback in, in terms of where the position is going because I believe that. I believe bas uh, football has become basketball on grass. You know, we're creating mismatches. We're stretching the field horizontally and vertically, you know, to create these mismatches for our wide receivers, our running backs, our skill, our skill players. That's what's going on, and the rules say so. The rules are catered for the offense to score. So I, I completely agree with you. If I'm a running back today, you better learn how to catch the ball. Mm. Seriously, you better learn how to run routes. You better be out there with the wide receivers like Brandon Marshall, learning how to run routes. Because mm. that's, that is where it's going, and if you want to get paid, that's what's going to have to, that's, you're going to have to have that skill set moving mm. forward. So there's no pushback in, on, on that front. LT, bro, you were awesome on the field, awesome off 2006 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, right? So what that means is, you know, you have to learn how to be very diplomatic and work with other people. And so you were able to do that. Uh, when we're in these situations, contract disputes with uh, organizations and our teams, you know, fans get upset, uh, owners control the narrative, right? But this is a big moment in ball not just at the running back position, because I heard someone say this a couple of days ago, and I don't remember who it was. But don't think this is a running back problem, because this year it's the running back. Next year it could be a, the kickers or, or the defensive ends, right? So the Jonathan Taylors out there and the Josh Jacobs who aren't in camp, seeking trades, seeking solutions, what do you – advise them to do like if you were in their situation what would you tell like what would you tell them what would you do yeah i think uh each situation is different okay you because i'm gonna go back to the jonathan taylor did he's 24 years old okay so he he really is starting to enter the prime of his career and i think he's going about it the right way trying to force a trade and get out of there get somebody else to pay him you know which I don't understand why Indianapolis doesn't want to pay him. They're not paying a quarterback right now. So yeah. they have the money. You know, it makes no sense to me. Uh, but when you look at a guy like Josh Jacobs, Josh is a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So I get the point of, you know, his clock is ticking. So I get the point of the Raiders saying, well, okay, we're going to franchise you. Maybe we want to see it again. 
Now, if I'm Josh Jacobs, maybe I go do it again. I go do it again and prove that, hey, it wasn't a one-year fluke type of thing. I'm going to come back and do it again for the $10 million. I think it's that's the, yep. you know, the franchise tag number right now for running backs. And, you know, you, you play it back next year after you done did it again and been an all-pro again because – at the, this is not going to change, you know, for running backs, especially when you have a lot of tread on the tires mm-hmm. and possibly injury histories. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what, and see, that's the main thing that owners throw in your face. When you talk to Brandon, you talk that's about right. when you're going through the contract negotiations with these owners and these organizations, that's the thing they bring up the most is how many times you've been injured and the team couldn't rely on you. So, they should devalue you a little bit. Right. And at that point, you got to play hardball if you're a running back and just have to. call their bluff. Have like to. Jonathan I, Taylor is I, doing. I feel like you guys have to be the toughest people when it comes to that boardroom and, and negotiations because, you know, like you talked about that shelf life. Unfortunately, if you look into the numbers, it, 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 those numbers, uh, they're not in favor of the running back, un- unfortunately. You know, there's guys like yourself and Adrian Peterson that was able to extend into year 10 and 11. But other than that, it's far and few in between. Um, That's why I say short-term contracts. Man. I love that solution. That, I mean, you know. So uh, before we move on to other things, have you ever uh, had any, like, uh, uh, knockdown negotiations with the Chargers um, how was it for you? Um, was it tough or did they just stand up and just pay you? I would love to hear your experiences and how you handle, um, you know, negotiations. No, I had a great negotiation, uh, with the charges. I, I really did. I, I mean, you know, at that time we, we weren't paying a quarterback, you know, we had drafted Drew Brees. He came in with me. Doug Flutie was our current quarter, quarterback at that time. And my first two years were incredible. So I think it was after my, Third, it was after my third year, that offseason, we started to talk about a new contract. It went into training camp, and I kept practicing. And before you know it, we had came to an agreement during training camp going into my fourth season. But again, you know, we weren't really paying anybody, so the, nego- the negotiations weren't that hard. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't that hard to get done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was – but that was, you know, that was an easy situation Today's back then they were still paying. Yeah, that's right. Running back, you know, right. we were still getting paid. Brandon, I came into the league. My signing bonus was ten and a half million. Ooh, tell you, we hey, we know. Look where you're uh, uh, broadcasting out of a <laughs> theater, the, the light, right? right. The light at the bottom. <laughs> we know, can't have money. <laughs> <laughs> Said, respect me. <laughs> Different times, man. Right. <laughs> well, to keep to keep lightening the mood a little bit, we're always comparing, you know, eras and times and players. So, with that in mind, is there a current running back in the league right now that reminds you of you? Mm, good question. Man, that's a great question. I, you know, you know, I see I see a couple of guys, and there's certain things that guys do that remind me of myself. I don't think there is one guy, but so like Saquon Barkley does things like his lateral quickness, you know, when he gets to the hole and he's able to jump to the left or to the right, cut back. He does remind me of myself because I I would do that quite often. That was like one of my pad moves to jump cut. And then a guy like B. John Robinson, you know, that burst through the hole 
you know, how he hits mm. the hole, but also being able to move him around and really create matchups by catching the football. He reminds me of myself when he does certain things like that. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I can also say Christian McCaffrey in certain ways also reminds me of myself. Mm, do you have a top five current or current top five? Yeah, current top five. Ooh. And then we can get into maybe even all time. We got you here for a man. few more minutes. Let's dive into it. Yeah, you know, man, I, I'm a, I have a, a bro crush on Saquon, man. I, I, really, <laughs> I, think, I think he's special, man. Like the guy can really be in, in one of the all time greats if he's able to stay healthy. And if things continue to go right, I love Dayball's offense. You know, so I, I'll say, obviously, Saquon Barkley. I got to put King Henry in there. He's been consistent, man. The guy has wow. been consistent. And B, you watching like I, I watch. I'm sure you guys watch this. They don't want to hit that man. They, they, they don't. They do not want to hit that man. Right, right. <laughs> and we mm -hmm. can see it. And, and he relishes that contact. He likes it. So I would say him, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Um, I'll just give you the top three current guys right there. That's it. Look, that's, he, a, that's a solid see, three, though. See that? But I talked about Walter Payton, Man of the War, uh, Year Award, right? Like he said, my top three. He don't want to piss nobody off. And all fairness, <laughs> you did put him on the spot, so that, that's all that, fairness. We trained to do this every day after yeah. practice. He got twenty. Lt had twenty cameras in front of him every day for eleven years. He trained for this. Um, all time list. Maybe yeah. maybe this is a little easier for you, right? Yeah, so so this is my all-time list. Like these are the guys that, for me, impacted me the most. Okay, Marshall Falk. Um, you know, I had him at five there, and Marshall was a guy that came around when I was starting to enter. You know, uh, junior high school, high school. I remember seeing him at San Diego State. You know, that one Thursday night game, man. BYU. Marshall ripped them up. And I was like, man, who is this dude? He was doing it all, <laughs> catching it, running it, the moves. Marshall Falk had a huge influence on me from the past game perspective, okay? And then number four, obviously, I mean, you know, Barry Sanders is, uh, to me, if putting the ball in Barry Sanders' hands, he's the greatest ever. Like, if you just give him a handoff and just let him go, just don't do nothing else, just watch him. He's the greatest of all times in terms of running the football. He's special. Love Barry Sanders. And then number number three is uh, my guy, Emmitt Smith, man. A model of consistency, you know, longevity. But not only that, Emmitt had the greatest balance of any running back. It was really hard to knock Emmitt off his balance. You can hit him, he would just bounce to the, another, you know, hole and break another tackle and finish five or six yards down the field. Uh, mm. And a very underrated catcher of the football as well. Number two, my all-time favorite, Walter Payton. Mm. The reason <laughs> I wanted to play the running back position, man, I remember being, you know, six, seven years old, watching football with my dad and the Chicago Bears in my house. They were always on in my house. And my pops, man, he would leave the room for a little while and come back and quiz me on on what was going on in the game with Walter Payton. And I would run it down to him. Walter Payton did this, that, then he caught the ball, you know what I'm saying? Then he ran over somebody, he put his helmet in somebody's chest. You know, it was incredible. Number one, the Godfather. I mean, come on, Jim Brown. 
and I say he's the godfather because Jim set the standard for young black boys. Uh, you know, growing up, I, I think he was the guy that my dad, my uncles, my you know, obviously my granddad, they talked about. He was the standard. He was who you wanted to emulate and be like. Uh, a guy that, you know, was a hero, an icon off the field as well for what he did in his community, in the black community. So my all-time five, that's my guys right there. Phenomenal. Brandon, you're always dissecting lists. How do you feel yeah. about this one? Um, one, I think this was the greatest top five we've ever done. LT, I see why you, you know, you you spent 10 years in broadcasting at the highest level and now transitioning to, you know, doing your own thing. Seriously, like just the way you communicated it, you know, it convinced me, you know, and I, ha I said it, it had to convince me, um, but there's still a little gray for me. Where's Ashley. the gray? Where's right. the gray? Here we Where's go. Where is it at? Where is it? Where is LT? Where's Ladanian? Where's Ladanian? Uh, Where's Ladanian Tomlinson on this list? <laughs> I witnessed this man break the single can, season scoring record in real life. Shot through yeah, the heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you at? <laughs> I can't put myself in there, though. You know, that's I respect you know, that. I can't, that's for that's for other people to do. You know, like these. This is my these who are the guys that had an influence on me. I can't put myself in there. Like. I wanted to live up to these guys. So how can I take one off and put myself in there? You know, it would be weird to me. So, so I'll, I'll leave that for everybody else. So this is what I would do. No disrespect. I love how you uh, articulated yourself. And, I, you know, I, I wasn't playing when I said that. You know, so I'm excited to see, you know, what you're building and when you roll that out. Um, don't forget about Ashley and I. We would love to work with you. So don't forget yeah. about us. Yeah. But this is yeah. what I would do. I would move Jim Brown. I hear what you're saying. I would move Jim Brown to almost like a civil rights leader. I put him in that category with the Muhammad Ali's, right? He came up in that era, right? And, and, and so everything you said is 100% true. I mean, his game was just next level. Um, Marshall Folk is another one. You know, he, he he's Ashley. Ashley is like our, our running back expert. Like anything you need to know about the running back position and how it's evolving, ask Ashley. But Marshall Falk was the first one to kind of like start – catching the ball out the backfield at that clip, yeah. super dynamic. So what I would actually do is I would put – I would take them two out and I would put LT and Adrian Peterson in. And I, I didn't have time to prepare for this, but that would be my top five, right? Wow. Um, and, and, and a lot of people might, you know, I might get a lot of flack from taking Jim Brown out. But, you know, I think he's no, in another – Another another space. I actually agree with you, Brandon, because I, I struggle with that too. Because it's almost like it's not fair to have Jim Brown on there, man. He's the Godfather. That's why I call him that. So he's really in his own category. Like there's there's never gonna be another Jim Brown on and off the field. Right. So I agree with you. You kind of you kind of put him in another stratosphere, right? That's right. And then you start. Okay, now who's the top five? Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, listen, LT, before we let you go, we have to talk some Chargers, all right? Listen, the Chargers organization, I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. I've had the opportunity to interview him a few times. He is a star. He is a stud. He is a leader. This Chargers team is deep. 
They look good. There are some questions about Coach Staley, how he can go ahead and take them to the next level. There's been some questionable decision-making on his part, especially in games that have the most on the line. But how confident are you in this Chargers team this upcoming season to make a deep run in the AFC? I'm pretty confident, and it comes. it's because of experience. And Brandon know this just like I do. Experience is the biggest teacher, man, you know, mm-hmm. in the National Football League. And if you have enough guys that have their experience that has played together, the confidence thing grows as you start to win. And last year was heartbreaking to get to the playoffs. They played well last year. Get to the playoffs. Be winning, you know, by – I don't even want to – you know, they were winning <laughs> by a lot at halftime, okay? And to lose that game in heartbreaking fashion, all right? That teaches you something and it hardens you, you know, for the next time you go out there. I think they're, they have the perfect chemistry in terms of veteran players, youth players. They have the experience. They have been there. You know, it's time for them to make the run. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's time, you know. Like, I'm not saying anything that nobody else don't know or don't expect. That's right. And I expect them to do that. Now, the question has always been injuries to key positions or mm. critical guys you know your main guys has to stay healthy right they are deep but your main guys has to stay healthy the guys that consistently make plays for you game in and game out but i i surely expect them to and i'll say this mm. don't be surprised if we overtake Kansas City this season. Don't be surprised. Well, listen, a lot of deep competition in the AFC. You just mentioned Kansas City, obviously the Bengals. I know Brandon's going to ask you about the New York Jets, a.k.a. the New Jersey Jets. But what would you, your biggest takeaway from last season, looking forward to this season for the Chargers specifically, what would you say is their biggest hurdle to take them from point A to point B this season? Well, I think it's a couple of things, honestly. On the offensive side of the ball, being able to run the football to close out games, that has it has to be better. They're going to be up on teams at times because they're so freaking talented. And Justin Herbert is just a superstar, mm-hmm. okay? So they're going to be up on people. When you're in the fourth quarter and you're up by two touchdowns, you can't just throw the ball out there. you got to be able to run it to milk the clock to save your defense. All those things go hand in hand with winning. And then on the other side of the ball, freaking stop the run. That's it. I mean, just stop the run, you know, in critical times. Their defense is so talented. We know that. They're going to be able to rush the passer. They're going to have great coverage. But in the interior of the defense, hasn't improved enough to be able to stop the run when you really need it. So how does their season end for them? Yeah, I, I think they I think they make a deep playoff run this season. I, I, I can really you be do. can you be more specific? Like <laughs> it ends like this. Well, I, I think it ends in the Super Bowl. Woo! That's what I was Honestly, looking for. I, yes, I, I we got them. It ends in the Super Bowl, man. This is the season. It has to. This is the season. I told you right now. I'm telling you right now. You heard it here first. Okay. This is the season. The Chargers kick the door down. 
and they win the championship. Dang, bro, you supposed to be a savvy vet. I just told Ashley you had 20 cameras in front of you every day for 11 years. He said he it because he, 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 he meant it. He took the bait. He know he not. Hey, can I tell y'all a secret? <laughs> Please tell I us. For the I work for the Chargers as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You also used to work for my Jets, your Jets, right? Um, yeah. a lot of going. Look, I got my green. Well, yeah, watch I was gonna on. say, why did you show the sneaker yeah. and not the watch? Oh yeah, yeah. This is so when I was playing for the Jets and I made the Pro Bowl there. You know, every time I made a Pro Bowl, I would buy a watch. I'm a big Rolex fan, so all my watches came off of the money I made from the Pro Bowl. So this was what I bought when I uh, made the Pro Bowl there, and I also caught these last uh, year. Are you a sneaker fan? Are you a sneaker hit, LT? Yeah, I am. You are. You look like you wear just uh, church shoes all the time. Look <laughs> at my closet. I got number J's. Look at his yeah. home theater. You hey. think his closet's not nice? Well, because back in the day, all, designer shoes. he was one of the best dressed when it came to the suit game. That's what I remember him for from, you know, from a fashion standpoint. But anyways, the Jets, how was your experience there? Uh, we're going to wrap up here uh, shortly. But how was your experience there and uh, expectations for the Jets. They got Aaron Rodgers, Sauce Gardner, right? Like, there's a lot of energy there. And you know, man, like, that's the biggest media market. And so there's a lot there. Man, my time with the Jets were, uh, was incredible, honestly. Two years there, and, you know, I obviously got a chance to play with current uh, Jets newly inducted Hall of Famer Darrell Reeves. Yep. You know, our lockers were right next to each other. We had Cromarty, Bart Scott. I mean, we had a great group of guys, man. We had fun, but we also worked hard, man. And we expected to go out there and win and kick butt. That, I mean, that was the expectations. And so I can't, there was nothing bad about my time there. Now, the current Jets. Um, I, I really like the team. I mean, I like the pieces that they're, they're put together. But you know, it, you know, like I know, can they come together this fast, this mm. quickly? Can they really put it together? This may take a year or two, you know? Like I just, Brees Hall is an important piece to me. Is he gonna be ready to be Brees Hall that we've seen in the past, in the beginning of the season? Mm. I know they got Dalvin Cook, but Brees Hall changes things, man, in that, you know, on that offense. So. The defense, I expect them to be a lot better. Robert Sala is one of the best defensive guys right. we have in the National Football League. This is his third season there now. Yep. I, I think I think they're going to be incredible on defense. That's but awesome. offensively, I still have to see it be consistently. Because here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but there were some things going on the last couple of years or the last year in Green Bay that just seemed off, you know, like the timing, Aaron looked a little, you know, like he wasn't, he wasn't quite there all the time. Like mm. the passion, that's what, what I want to say. The passion for the game had left him. That's right. And that's I'm going to tell deal. you this. I know that feeling because my last year with the Chargers, I kind of felt like that. So can he get that back? Will that passion return? If it does, they'll make a run as well. 
AKA I, I, he ain't buying your jet stock. I had to bite my tongue as you were talking about the 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 new jets, right? Because there's so much I could have pushed back on, man. They're going to be in a Super Bowl. Hell, they may be in the AFC Championship against your Chargers. <laughs> we might have to put something on the line there. I well, it's going so, though. Huh? I, I I would love to see Chargers and Jets in a championship game. I know, I know, and, and that's going to be tough for you because you had a great time with the Jets as well, and, and it and it seemed like that, but. No, nah, man, Aaron Rodgers is him. But I had to bite my tongue because uh, Ashley said I keep cutting. Everybody knows I have a, I have a, <laughs> a, a, a like a, a, a challenge. Um, I have a disorder of cutting people off. That's a disorder. Yeah, I think oh. so. It's the Brandon disorder. Got it. Okay. Right. Not making fun of or light anybody maybe struggling with mental health because you know we're passionate about that. But that's a thing for me. I didn't cut LT off at all today, Ashley. Well done, Brandon. Yeah. Well done, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Thank you so much. I think we went over 12 minutes, and just to have you here for 32 minutes is a big deal, right? Like, for sure. Mo- time is money, and that's the money, man. You heard what he said. He- <laughs> Signing bonus was 10 and a half. You want LT, go- 100,000 to come out the crib. But, bro, thank you so much, man. And, um, you know, anything you need from us, please, we would, you know, we're here. Obviously, you don't need much, but, um, and we would love to have you back in the future. Anything. You know, in the future, we're about running backs and yeah, NFL sure. and business. Can we call his... you back maybe once? Can we get maybe one more but before the year's over? Man. Okay. Hey, man, absolutely. You know, uh, let's check in like midway through the season so we can talk chop again. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. Bye. All Thank right. You. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Man, golly. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what was your favorite part of that combo before we go to break? Just listen. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening. You know, I think I said this last time when it's we nice had... to listen, right? <laughs> Can I mother sage you again? <laughs> smudging her. <laughs> you know what? It was it was that I think the smudging of Ashley put me in a nice state to listen. And maybe I need to do this before every interview so, so I don't you, cut people off. You put that on me. Okay, sure. <laughs> Deflecting. Sure. No, Ashley, when I say listening, what I what I'm referring to as is um, you know, I love vet talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just you to do. hear their you stories. Really do. Mm-hmm. You know, just the banter. That's back in the locker room. Even like how 
I communicate with him is different than how I would communicate with anyone outside of football. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, come on, LT, you know, you, uh, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's like locker room. So, it, 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 you know, do I miss the game? I don't. I'm you miss fulfilled. that part of it? I miss that. I missed that. What about you? What was your favorite part? I loved hearing him talk about running backs. And I know it was a, I, just like when we spoke to Thomas Davis, I loved his Eric Bieniemy yep. story and hearing his perspective from someone who comes from a different era about, you know, his coaching style. I love to hear from an actual running back from a different era mm -hmm. about the state of running backs now. And listen, LT was passionate about it. That's going to be a great clip when we put that out. Um, but it was really interesting to hear what his alternative would be to the longevity of the position. Great solution. But it was also interesting to hear that he does not push back against the fact that the running back position has to evolve. And that's right. what we're always talking about here on this show is, listen, traditional running backs, that workhorse that just goes ahead and powers through those holes is not yeah. enough yeah. anymore, especially in a league that's a pass-first league. You need to be able to catch the football. And hearing a running back who was paid handsomely when they were paying running backs say, look, yeah. you got to adjust, you got to evolve, yep. was definitely um, a great, was a, a really cool thing to hear, to hear him say. I, I loved his solutions. and Great and, solution. Yeah, yeah great yeah. solutions. Um, before we go to break, um, Ashley, you, you, you lit up when you heard his top five, and you asked me the question, mm -hmm. did I see anything? But you lit up when you saw Emmett Smith. I did. I love Emmett. Cool story, real quick. I got to Emmett. I got to interview Emmett Smith. I've only, I've, only, I've told this story. I've only been starstruck twice mm -hmm. during interviews. One was Pat Riley when I interviewed him, just because he has this Godfather aura about him. Like he walked in very debonair with a suit, his hair slicked back, mm -hmm. looked like a tan, fresh off the French Riviera. <laughs> he smelled like money. I was like, oh my God, it's Pat Riley in front of me, and Emmett Smith. Obviously, you guys know I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, and I would hear the stories of my dad telling about Emmett Smith. Emmett's his guy. And he was so nice and so welcoming and so warm when I interviewed him. It was L.A. Super Bowl. And I actually brought with me, I put it in a plastic bag on my carry-on because my dad was like, don't lose this or don't come home. It was Emmett Smith's jersey throwback when Reebok still used to make right. them. It had the holes in it. And I brought it with me. You know those little, like, holes? Yes, like, the yeah, the mesh. Yeah, the mesh. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go, the mesh. And I brought it with me knowing that Emmett Smith was on our um, list of interviews, interviewees that day. And after the interview, I said, Emmett, like, my dad is a huge Cowboys fan. Would you mind signing this for him so I can bring this home? It would make his year. Right. And he was like, of course, I got you. And he's signing it. And now it hangs in the dining room, the living room, dining room area of our house That's in a dope. frame. The only jersey on the wall is a signed Emmett Smith one. That's so. dope. That's dope. This year we're going to add more because I think this is going to be a legendary year for you and your family, Mr. Jeff um, slash Moss. we got to figure out that middle yeah. name. Um, <laughs> and also the, the Dallas Cowboys. So I was thinking But you know be fun. what's cool, Brandon? I just realized I've interviewed – Three, four, I'm sorry, four of the major players from the Michael. 90s Cowboys. Deion Sanders, Dope. when we were at Arizona. Yep. Troy Aikman, he was on paper route. Michael Irvin, I interviewed at Sports Illustrated. And Emmett Smith, I interviewed at Sports Illustrated. So, so very cool. I got I got wow, all of them. Awesome. I got them all. Is there anybody else? Do you want to get Jerry Jones? Do you want to get... Um... You know, any, any who else was on Jerry that team? Jerry would be cool, but I mean, I got, I feel like I got my guys. You got your guys? It okay. Four well, guys. Well, I would say this. Um, I'm glad that Emmett Smith got that type of experience with you, mm -hmm. right? When you interviewed him mm -hmm. and 
he approached you? Because mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I got the opposite. <laughs> Yo, woo. I walked up. It was me. It was Bonnie and somebody else. This before I like I really even knew Ashley. Oh, we're this before about the SI? interview. SI. Super Bowl? Super Bowl. It was uh, Radio LA. Row, LA. It, LA. Look, I walk up and, you know, you hit all these stations. So I'm tired too. I walk up and they're like, Ashley, we got Brandon Marshall here. She's sitting down just like she's sitting now. She's like, okay. That is so not okay. true. Yes, you did. I have the biggest attitude I have ever. the video on my phone. I said, hi, how are you? I even complimented your wife's handbag. I said, I love your bag. That is not even true. I said, you dress nice. I had said, I like your fit. We had a nice conversation. It was longer than you even had time for. You are not about to put me on blast <laughs> on this set. That is not true. And there, and there it is again. I will not take Ashley, it. Ashley Nicole Moss <laughs> invalidates my feelings again. When we come back, Ashley, we're talking about what? We're going to talk Chris Jones. He says he will sit out until, mm. Brandon, week eight. Ooh, a lot of money. That's a whole lot of cash. And um, we're also going to talk Reggie Bush, who was on I Am Athlete. Yep. He is suing the NCAA for defamation. He wants his money back, and he wants it quickly. So we'll touch that. <laughs> okay. And um, I hope you like mustard and mayo, because we're going to be talking some condiments uh, as well. I like one of them. Oh, we'll find out which one after the break. <laughs> Listen, when I think of you, I think of a pioneer in the direct relationship between hip hop and sports. I mean, I go back to the Allen Iverson commercial, Reebok. I feel like that was the jumpstart of that relationship, that relationship in terms of the business aspect. Obviously, hip hop artists were always rocking with athletes and athletes were always rocking with hip hop artists, but it was the first time we saw it on the screen like that. It was the first time we saw it in a commercial revenue space. And now fast forward, you see Lil Baby and John Morant recreated that for Beats. I mean, go back to that moment with AI. You said that AI, you know, brought the hood to basketball, essentially. What was that like? Um, I think me growing up, I played all sport. I played basketball, football, baseball. So he was just, a, you know, Allen Iverson was, I could remember sitting in my man's living room watching his Georgetown you know, watching them play in Georgetown. So I was already a huge fan of his. So when they brought the opportunity to me, shout out to Steve Stout, shout out to Trackmasters, Rough Riders, everybody that, you know, bought the opportunity. It was like coming here on the show. I'm like, where? He want, he want to sit down with me to talk about doing the spot. So once I met him, you know, he was super down to earth. Um, he was a statty, like, yo, you one of my favorite rappers. I want to do this. We're going to do it. Got the beat. Made, you know, made it happen. I didn't think, I didn't know right then that it would be a timeless uh, commercial spot that opened up, you know, kind of paved the way for everything that came after that. You know, 50 Cent, G-Unit, and Hove, the Stock Carters, and all of that came after that. So for me to be able to do that initial commercial with Allen was a was an honor. We are back, folks. And listen, JP, I want to put this out here before we start, get dive back into news of the day. JP was present. He was one of my producers at Sports Illustrated during the time of the event that Brandon claims that I was rude to him. And he says, quote, that never happened. Hold on, JP. (laughs) Is JP's audio available today? Please. should be on. If you're available, JP, please explain. JP, are you there? The voice Brandon, of God. that's not how the story went, and you know that's Ooh. not how the story went. 
Ooh. You should start smudging yourself, good sir. <laughs> Bro, when I first walked up, she didn't have, she had no energy. It was like, what? Like, I'm always going to be, you know, get an energy. So like, I felt like I brought your energy up. JP, get him. Get him, JP. Uh, what, what, what did you None experience, of us JP? Had energy after working a 14-hour day on Radio Row, which you should know because you did it one time, is a grind. Oh my goodness. You do know it was a grind, Brandon. I just want everybody to know that they have more history than Ashley and I. Uh, they've been working a, a long time. And, and, and for real, like I'm gonna point Jay, that out real quick. They're gonna protect each other. But anyways, I'll I'll keep smudging the room. If you say I need to smudge myself, then I'll I'll keep doing it. Well, listen, I think you might need to save some of that for Chris Jones because yeah. he is in a battle right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. He says that he will sit out until week eight yeah. of the NFL season to prove his point. We have some of the um, tweets up here. Basically, one, somebody put out here, so when, at, added Chris Jones on Twitter and said, so when are you going to show up? Because you be playing too much on Twitter and social media. You've been all pro on social media during training camp. You're under contract for this year, correct? For how much money? Man, I bet it's rough to live on $20 million a year. And Chris Jones simply replied, week eight. Yeah. Mm. And somebody said via Arrowhead Live, which I'm guessing is a fan Twitter page, says, that's going to be a hefty tab. And Chris Jones replies, I can afford it. Yeah. Brandon, I mean, we're always talking about if you mean business, if you want something to happen, yep. go ahead and stand 10 toes down. What do you think about this? Week eight, that's a long time. What's the money on that? Yeah, so uh, it's a lot of money on that. Um, <laughs> you know, we just had LT on. Right. Love Vet Talk. One of the things that he said is every case is different when we were talking about the running back position. So I'm about all guys getting their money. Um, I'm about guys pushing their brands forward. But in this case, right, if – what he's asking for is true, then I think he is wrong. Okay. If he's asking for $30 million a year, then he's wrong, right? Because you have who sitting there? Aaron Donald is due to make 31. Mm -hmm. Now, quickly respond to the, this little tweet. Can he afford it? Yeah, he can afford it. He has one more year left on his deal uh, due to make $20 million. Um, I do believe that he, he, he deserves a contract. Uh, in an extension. The Chiefs believe he deserves a contract and an extension. They want to give him an extension. And, and, and Ashley, I don't know this. I'm not an insider, not that type of insider. I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to anybody involved. So I don't know if what he's asking is true. Mm -hmm. But the reports out there is that he wants $30 million. That's right there by Aaron Donald. Remember, Aaron Donald went through the same thing. And Aaron Donald actually said, I'm going to retire if y'all don't pay me what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald wanted what? He wanted to be the – he wanted quarterback money. He's like, I'm the best player in the NFL right now. Give me my money. And my money needs to be up there with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. He had to do this whole little dance with them. And then he still fell short, and he got his $30 million. So now when you look at – Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, Ashley, you got to go to what? You got to go to the work, the body of work. So in the first seven years that Chris Chris Jones going to his eighth year, so what what has he done? Dominated. He's a beast. He's one of the best in the business. Will he go down as one of the you know greatest ever? Potentially, maybe top fifteen. I don't know. There's a lot of amazing defense uh, uh, alignment out there, but right now in this era, he is one of the best. But through seven years. He had 65 sacks 
And Aaron Donald had how many? 85. So that's a huge margin right there. You know what I'm saying? That's all it's about. It's about production. Aaron Donald's a totally different human being. He's he's a totally different animal. He's a totally different player. You can't put yourself in that category. Same thing we were talking with LT when it came to Jim Brown. Like, Jim Brown's like, you know, yeah, he's a running back, but, like, let's take him out. Let's put him somewhere else. Like, what he did for the game and how he pushed it forward, like, no one would ever do that again. And so, like, that's my challenge, uh, Ashley, with this situation. I want him paid. I want him back uh, in in camp as soon as possible, right, because they have an opportunity to be a dynasty, Mm -hmm. and they, they don't need him. But he makes it so much easier. You, they don't. They don't know because you got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He, wow. Patrick Mahomes went out there with who? With, at the wide receiver position. Oh my goodness! Patrick Mahomes lost Tyree Kill, and what did he do? He still found a way. Yep. So Chris Jones is like that. But Patrick Mahomes do not need Chris Jones to go back to I got to push back on that a little bit. We're push talking back. about right now. It's Before I say you. Four, four years, $80 million, four years, $80 million is the current contract that he's on, right? Yep. Um, easily, I think nobody in this room can disagree with the fact that defensive-wise, top 10 in mm-hmm. the NFL currently, right? I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, might be top five. Might be top five, depending on who you ask. I'll do top 10 because everybody can go ahead and and have their different lists. We're talking about a Kansas City team that, yes, offensively, gifted. Patrick Mahomes, when he's on your side, Travis Kelsey, when he's on your side, you have no worries. But we're talking about a Kansas City team that won the Super Bowl, a lot of people will say this time, on the strength of the what? The The defense. defense? Well, if the defense does not show up, they, the Kansas City Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl. Is that a fair assessment to make? It was despite a, Kansas. It, you, you, have an ar- you, you have an argument there. Patrick Mahomes, you know, was just it, he wasn't amazing. He wasn't spectacular. Right. So there, it was a it was a team effort. This time but there's an argument there. Ashley. So the yes. defense does not there's do their argument. job. They don't show up. There's a good there's a good chance yeah. that Kansas City is not hoisting that Lombardi. With that said, knowing that, looking around the league, especially in the AFC, you had the Jets, top five defense in the NFL. You have Kansas City, I would say, not top five, but they have a nice solid defense. A lot of the teams in the AFC defensively are gifted. Are you willing to play a game of chicken with one of your 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 best defensive tackle, one of your your probably your best defensive player? In order to not pay him, you're willing to say they don't need him. Yeah. I think that's far-fetched. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, because, like, Patrick Mahomes is just different. Andy Reid is just different. Uh, Will, do me a quick favor before I respond to Ashley. Uh, can you look at the last year they won the Super Bowl? What year was that? Please Kansas tell. Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City. 2022. The, no, before that. Oh, before that? Ashley, um, think about Bill it's- Belichick mm-hmm. was in the same situation. Richard Seymour was probably one of the he was a top five, he was a top ten defensive player. I, I and, and listen, I'm just throwing that out there because I didn't do any work, so I can't like you know Jay, Jason Taylor was there, Darrell. There were mm-hmm. so many guys that were around in that era, but uh, Richard Seymour will be. He, I think he just made the Hall of Fame not too long ago, or he's going into the Hall. Uh, he will go into the Hall if he hasn't already. But that's another thing I need to fact check. Mm-hmm. He is in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. He gave him up. He went to the Oakland Raiders. Why did he do that? Because he had Tom Brady. So that's the blueprint. That's the easy uh, uh, answer. 
Um, that's the best case I can give you is Andy with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is mm-hmm. is what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was. Mm-hmm. And it's the same blueprint. Yo, Tyreek Hill, don't need you. I got Patrick Mahomes. Yo, Chris Jones, don't need you. I got Patrick Mahomes. I I think Tyreek Hill, you can make more of an argument for than you can Chris Jones. Offensively, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you don't need much of anything. You need him to have one or two guys he can rely on. He, he is magic. He will make the rest happen. I, can, I, I can't push back on that. But we are talking defense. Yep. We are talking a part of the game that we have seen can either make or break the outcome of a game. We're talking about the dynasty that is the Kansas City Chiefs. If you are trying to remain a dynasty, why would you play around with your best defensive player? And I guess he, and again, yep. he's not the only aspect of that defense. The defense as a whole but, has to go ahead and work together. But he is the best defense. Think, and what are you saving the money for? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes no, he Patrick, already got paid. No, 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 no. He's about to get paid again. That's part of the reason, too. We, we want to pay you, but we got to go redo this contract. Patrick Mahomes is grossly underpaid now that you saw Lamar Jackson go back to the table. Justin Herbert go back to the table. He's not grossly underpaid uh, uh, for half a billion Jaylen dollars. Hurts go. No, Ashley, what I'm talking about the, the average per year. He gave him a team-friendly deal, a really good team-friendly deal. So re- really quickly here, um, Ashley, they do this. They're, they're the experts. Like, we Are they? study it. <laughs> You're so funny. But think about this. They're willing to play chicken. Why? Because they can. And they obviously think like, man, we got Patrick Mahomes. Um, what year did they go to the Super Bowl? The year that they won was 2019. So 2019, Ashley, okay. 2019. So last year, Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks. That's huge. It's a big deal. They won the Super Bowl. 2019, they won the Super Bowl. He had nine. You can make up that production. You can get nine. You Where? can get 15. Uh, uh, defensive line, the, the committee, the committee. Hell, they may be able to go out there and trade for somebody. Maybe they got – we don't even know. I, I haven't studied their roster, but they may have a young pup right there in their stable. They're like, yo, he can give us eight or nine. You tr- you would trust a young pup more than you trust a vet? Well, no, but you got to think about the team holistically. It's not just about – okay, you talk about a dynasty. A dynasty, We got they got to win at least two more. So it's like – how do we get there? We, we can win this year, but paying Chris Jones, what is that going to do for us in 2025, 2026, 2027? You got to think those things through. I will say this, Ashley, last thing I have on this point. Yeah, last, thing, uh, last point. My, my last point is this, because I do want Chris Jones to get paid. And, you know, I always talk about the open market and, you know, look, you don't have to be the best to get the best, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that even in basketball with Jalen Brown, his deal that he got, right? Um. I think he needs to wait, wait until Bosa gets his deal. Bosa, San Francisco, he's not even in camp. We're not even talking. To, we're not even talking about this him. Is, this is um, Joey or what? What's his, I don't know. I, I get them mixed up. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Nikki. Nikki is, is the Forty Nineers. So Nikki Bosa, Nikki Bosa now because he's a defensive end. There, these are defensive tackles. Aaron Donald's a defensive tackle getting his bread. Mm-hmm. Nicky Bosa's a defensive end. Totally different story. Nicky Bosa. Or Nick. I, we're just calling him Nicky. All right. Nick, Nick Bosa <laughs> could potentially get that 30 or 31, that 32. 30, what, he can get that. And that's why it's taking so long. Once he do that, then you can see a Chris Jones potentially, 
you know, getting close to that number. And what I think the solution is here for Chris Jones and the Kansas City Chiefs is a short-term deal um, with a number close to that 30 mark potentially. But you got to be careful because you got to look at where we're going to be in 25-26. Well, we'll definitely keep our eyes on this story and see how long Chris Jones is willing to go ahead and play chicken. He says week eight, but timetables <laughs> change. That's about, what is that, $20 million? Well, no, 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 no. It ain't gonna be no? twenty million. Oh. It's it's pre- maybe exaggerated. Well, he's getting fined. Yeah, I don't know. It's ten million. N- yeah, but so he's missing that, but he's also getting fined. Fine. So is there not like being there? 15, yeah, he's being fined. He like twelve, thirteen. He's didn't get a four. I said fifteen to be on the safe side, but that's a whole lot of cash. <laughs> but hey, can we talk real quick before we move on to Reggie Bush? Can you talk about a flex when he said I can afford it? Like, damn. Okay, <laughs> yeah, talk to right? us. Nice. I respect it. <laughs> Listen, um, you can afford a banana. Look, we can afford a lot of things, but but, it may not be smart. Oh, I'm gonna miss it though. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Just listen, I'm I'm gonna prove a point. I'm gonna cry in the car though. Um, (laughs) Speaking of somebody who wants to get paid, former USC star Reggie Bush reportedly plans to sue the NCAA for defamation. Now, this is a lot of moving pieces, so everybody bear with me. I don't know if we have a graphic that kind of dictates this, but if we do, make sure we throw that up there. Um, This is quote. I believe this is from his lawyers. Um, Quote, the lawsuit is based on the NCAA maliciously attacking Bush's character through a completely false and highly offensive statement that was widely reported in the media and substantially and irreparably damaged his reputation. Now, this all has to do with the fact that Mm -hmm. Bush attempted to have his 2005 Heisman Trophy reinstated. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the situation, Bush forfeited the trophy in 2010 after a four-year extra benefits investigation determined that he and family members, while he was a student athlete at USC, accepted cash, travel expenses, and a home in the San Diego area where Bush's parents lived rent-free for more than a year and for which they were were provided $10,000 to furnish. Now, this was a, this has been something that we have constantly talked about. You know, every time I feel like the Heisman Trophy ceremony comes around, people say, give Reggie his Heisman back. And this is coming off the heels of the Johnny Menzel right. Untold documentary, right. where Johnny Menzel openly says that he got benefits and he was treated very nicely made a lot of money off while them he was cards. at texas um a and yep, i believe yep. and um he made a whole lot of cash off of his trading cards you have to remember johnny football as he was called was a movement at the time johnny football that's the, the money and um johnny manzel is currently still a heisman trophy winner never had to go ahead and give his heisman back so, Brandon, I mean, Reggie Bush was on the I Am Athlete podcast yep. a little while ago. What do you make of all this? This has probably been one of the biggest stories yeah. in college football that has just never gone away. Um, there's a lot that I have to say, uh, but Re- Reggie said a lot, like you said, on our show. We have a little video, and then we'll respond after. Okay. There's so many layers to my story, right? It's not just, oh, you know, he gave the Heisman Trophy back, or it's, it's deep, it's way deeper than that. And these are things that I've never spoken about, I've never talked about. At the time period, first of all, I didn't want to give it back. I was forced to give it back oh. because the Heisman Trust, so here's the thing, I never interviewed with the Heisman Trust, or we had a conference call. So they made a decision to take the Heisman Trophy based on a conference call and based on you know some information that was given that they basically got through the NCAA. 
The issue with that is the NCAA didn't do their homework. I, I got to be honest. I did not um, know when it would come back, but I knew at some point in time I was going to get the Heisman Trophy back. It's a sloppy investigation. Everything about the investigation was sloppy. They didn't do their homework. They didn't, they didn't talk to my parents. They didn't talk to any of our family members, anything. They just got information, hearsay information, from two guys. One guy's name is Michael Michaels. Another guy's name is Lloyd Lake. Both these guys are convicted felons. And the NCAA did not care to check their police record, did not care to put any value to the fact that maybe these dudes are trying to blackmail us. One of the dudes, Lloyd Lake, got a police record as long as a Cheesecake Factory menu. Goddamn, he beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that last that part. That is a long menu, like, though. Listen, yeah, right. Menu. This is what I would say watching that took me back into that moment, Ashley. Um, we were looking at his eyes, and I was like, damn, I missed that in real time. Was he about to cry? Was he about to tear up? Um, in that uh, interview, that conversation, what I felt from Reggie was that this is extremely sensitive still to him. Uh, it hurts. It's painful. Mm. Right. And we pressed them. You know, that's what I love about this forum. I love about this setting, like athletes sitting down with athletes because you can have that type of banter. And it, we did it in a, a, a funny way where I think I don't know if it was uh, shady or I think it probably was shady, shady being shady. But Shady's like, yo, bruh, so you ain't take no money, right? And Shady was like, I remember you picking me up. Yeah. He's like, I remember you picking <laughs> me up on my visit in the bins. What you talking about, you right? Nothing. And so he stood on what he, you know, on, on what he's been saying. And so it took me back into into that moment. Look, Ashley, with all these things going on, you brought up Johnny Manziel, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who did everything they alleged correct. that. Th th this is what I would say: the NCAA need to sue them da their damn self. Y'all been taking advantage of young kids for how many decades? Y'all been making billions for how many decades? Come on, man. Even these coaches, y'all coaches been making millions of dollars for how many decades? You taking little kids out of where they coming from, they don't have nothing? And, and you mean to tell me, oh, you know, oh, well, we're giving you a scholarship. But that ain't feeding me right now. But I'm feeding you. That ain't feeding my mom and dad, but, that, but, but I'm feeding you. And what do I mean by that? I got a scholarship. And when the cafeteria was closed at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., what am I eating? Not every school get this big per diem, right? Like now Reggie and the USC and some of those schools is different. It's, it's, it's school by school. But when you really look at the business surrounding the NCAA, y'all been crooks for a very long time. So give Reggie his, his Heisman back. I don't give a damn if he did it, if he didn't do it. Because we know what y'all been doing. And we, we know what y'all continue to do. And this whole NIL, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, movement is only a Band-Aid over a bigger problem. What do I mean by that? There needs to be a union. Because now what you're saying is, oh, now, yeah, 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 guys, y'all can go out there and make money. So now you got all these kids fitting for themselves, but they're still not participating in these huge network deals. They're still not partic participating in, in, in the concessions around the games. They're still not participating off of their jersey sales. So this is just the beginning of this. So, Ashley, I'm going to digress here, okay? 
I need to smudge. You got this. You got this. You got the smudge. The sage. Do you need to. You need to smudge me. You need to sage me. But the NCAA need to sue them damn selves. Their damn selves. Give back Reggie everything. Please. Please. Well, I actually want to bring in JP here because JP is a Trojan. He went to USC. Um, and it is interesting how, you know, people who went to USC, one of my best friends, Jesse, also is a Trojan, um, tell this story. And it's drastically different than the way the NCAA tells it. So, JP, I want to bring you in here. If you can go ahead and give us any insight to Reggie Bush's USC days and how the story that the NCAA wants us to believe and the story that the Trojans believe is drastically different. Nah, the NCAA is fabricating almost everything. Reggie was an upstanding citizen. I don't believe he took any improper, uh, anything that would breach or break the laws that the NCAA has in place. And I do love the point that you brought up. Johnny Manziel admitted on camera without the statue of limitations being up accepting money for autographs and his Heisman is still in good standing. So this really sounds about white. Mm. Well, 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 listen, you know, I, I appreciate you JP chiming in here. Um, you know, you're closer to this than, 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 you know, Ashley and I, it seems like what's the outcome here. What do you think? What are you predicting here? The main thing he wants is to have his Heisman reinstated. It's kind of embarrassing when you're in the uh, facilities at USC that him and OJ's cases are just empty, but they're sitting there, and it's kind of rude and disrespectful. Uh, suing the NCAA gets him one step closer to having his actual Heisman reinstated, and I believe there's a good chance it'll happen. It's actually insane when you hear that and you hear that Reggie Bush – who is being accused of taking money and, and all these things that there wasn't really a abundant amount or any proof to go ahead and determine that. Has his Heisman case empty at USC along with OJ Simpson? Just put that into perspective. <laughs> right. Reggie Bush and OJ Simpson. It is a <laughs> drastic fall off mm. between what the crime does not fit the punishment for one of these guys, and I think we all know which one it is. At least I hope we do. Defund the NCAA. <laughs> okay, Kanye. Um, we are going to go ahead. <laughs> we are going to go ahead and end on a fun note, on a high note. We're going to talk some condiments. You know, what's your favorite condiment, Brandon? Um, okay. Hot sauce. Hot sauce? I like hot sauce, too. Tabasco right now. I, yeah. I grew up on the red hot, the Louisiana stuff, but yeah, for yeah. some reason over the last couple of years, uh, t- Tabasco. Do I got Tabasco in my in my bag right there? Because I'm trying to get Tabasco to holler at me. I, you 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 getting a uh, Tommy Hilfiger, and I'm trying to get I Tabasco. I got hot sauce in my bag swag, to be honest with <laughs> um, I like hot sauce. I'm a big honey mustard girl. Honey mustard? I, I like honey mustard. I love honey mustard. I will put honey and mustard on almost anything. Like, I like honey mustard. I do. I love honey mustard. I've loved honey mustard since I was a little girl. Any variation of it, Chick-fil-A, I consider honey mustard. I like the spicy honey mustard, what's, the regular honey mustard. Like, What's I'm a the honey weirdest thing? What's the weirdest uh, 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 combination um, that you had like with your honey mustard and what? You put your honey mustard on what? I dipped honey mustard in um, pizza and honey mustard. Is that weird? No. No. It's people do some people Caribbean. do ranch, but I do honey mustard. Mm. 
Is that weird? Right? Look at me like that. Is that weird? It's common in Caribbean culture. I like I like honey mustard. Can you hand me my bag, Will? Yeah. Well, listen. Speaking of mustard, Bijan Robinson, you you have some news. He he's getting into the oh more game? news. Yeah. So yeah. what's happening here? Uh, uh, JP, can you jump in here uh, and and talk to us about this Bijan Robinson thing because it's interesting. Now I approve of this one. I gotta say this. I approve of this one. This dude was a <laughs> a, a, a high first round draft pick. He's coming to camp. He is the starter, the clear-cut starter. We know that. Hell, he may win Rookie of the Year. He is the favorite right now. Not my favorite. Y'all know who my favorite is. You yes. know who it is? Um, Duh, it's out in the D. Deuce, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. There, there you go. go. Yes. Okay. And also, he's already balling. Look what he did in practice, chopping people up. He goes in a game, his first carry is super saucy. So, like, well, this is perfect. I like this. Sauce. So, so JP, can, like, you know, a guy getting his money at the right time, pushing his brand for. Is there anything that you can elaborate on? I'm just excited that he's monetizing off of Dijon and Dijon. <laughs> Alliteration is always key, so I'm proud of him there. And I hope this turns out better than the next condiment topic that we're getting to. Well, listen, Bijan Robinson has officially launched. Wait, don't press play yet. <laughs> Bijan Robinson has officially launched his own mustard. It's called Bijan Mustardson. So we have the commercial here. Um, take a look. This is this is funny. <laughs> It's like a touchdown in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Listen, this is going to work. We saw. Do you this. like that slogan? No. You don't like I it. Don't know. It's I don't like, like any of your slogans. That's not mine. It was his slogan. Yeah, but okay. It's, it's like a touchdown okay, okay, in your okay, mouth. I didn't make that up. I'm just reading what the commercial said. <laughs> so you don't you don't like the you don't like the slogan? No, I don't love the I don't love the slogan, but it works. It works because when you do things like this, you, you you're playing into like the corniness of it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I do like this for him. But I don't like it for the next guy, Ashley. But we've seen this with athletes before. Sauce Gardner and what he did with Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a big deal. I didn't love the 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 campaign around that. He had like they did it at Sports Illustrated. It was your your ex employer? Oh, when they they dipped him in the sauce. And yeah, the, I ain't yeah, like yeah. that. We, we were like debating that. what that looked like. I ain't like that. Um, would you buy Bijan Mustardson? I would try it. If well, you because you like you like in mustard, order to like try that. it, you got to buy it. No, right? you buy it. And then oh. if you come in here, you had lunch. Can you buy it in stores, or is it like um, like a direct to consumer thing? I think we should buy it and try it. <laughs> See, here go your on the show. Again. Here go. Maybe we have like a couple hot. Do you eat, well, Brandon doesn't eat hot dogs. We can get Beyond Meat dogs. What, what kind of what kind of dog? Beyond Meat, like say it again. Beyond Meat dogs or like you know Impossible hot, dogs. Hot what? Hot what? <laughs> That's not how you say it. You're always trying to correct me. <laughs> you don't say hot dogs. We Say can we can we can Hold buy on. a glizzy as the, a glizzy. as the kids like to call it. <laughs> where I'm glister. from, a glizzy where I'm from, a glizzy is not a hot dog, but whatever. Um, yeah, we should try that. We should do a taste test here on the show. Would you be down? I'll be down. Okay, cool. Let's that. let's look into where we, we can go ahead you know and, and find that. When we get back to Brandstar and in the season we start doing some cool things and food, uh -huh. why don't we get like all the athletes' beverages and foods and we like do a little 
Taste yeah, test. we can see if it really is like a touchdown in your mouth. But <laughs> you know what's not a touchdown oh. in your mouth? Oh, we got we got your hot sauce? Yeah, here go my hot sauce. I travel okay. with this. Actually, I don't buy it. I steal them from uh, the airports. So, you know, like every year I during awesome. football season, I'm, I'm in New York once a week. And so not this year. But uh, you sit down, you have food, and they have these little Tabascos. Uh-huh. And so, like, I... Like, damn, I like Tabasco, so I take theirs. Mm-hmm. So it might last me four weeks, five weeks, and then the next time I sit down in the airport and eat, I take another one, right? So this is what I do. Okay, so I think that we're not going to be trying Bijan Mustardson <laughs> because I just I see that the chat is giving me a price check. It is $50 a bottle. Come on, Ashley, you got it. But don't you think that's a little extreme for mustard? No, it's not. Because it's a, that's it's not like even a, great. Think about it. doesn't even cost that much. Most the people who are going to buy this are the people that's probably going to uh, keep this as like memorabilia. Oh, so they're not going to eat it. Yeah, okay. probably. I'm not. on the site. It says that's for the rookie bottle, but they have two bottles okay. for fifteen ninety. Oh, fifteen ninety is cool. What's the rookie bottle? Hold it on. First off, label. everybody in the chat, see y'all acting like Stephen A. Smith right now. Do the real work. Y'all <laughs> sitting here giving us some false information. If y'all gonna give us information, y'all gotta be right. Okay. All right. All so. right. Well, listen, we'll try the mustard, but I know one thing that Brandon won't be trying is mayonnaise in his coffee, (laughs) much like Titans rookie QB Will Levis. He just signed a lifetime (laughs) deal with Hellman's mayonnaise. Now, if you guys don't remember, Will Levis is the quarterback who, yes, put mayonnaise or puts mayonnaise oh in his coffee. It's disgusting. Do we have that clip for the no, people No, don't show it if you do. Here we go. Oh, here we, we go. Have audio. And I have been known to put mayonnaise in my coffee sometimes. You can hear the clumps. <laughs> the best part is look at his face. No, God, please, no, no. <laughs> You see that look of confidence? Oh my goodness. Yo, it doesn't get any easier to watch that. It's just like, ooh. But you like mayonnaise. Not in my coffee. Like I like it in a tuna salad or on a wrap. Like I I couldn't even as as a coffee drink. We're both coffee drinkers. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I Well, you used to be a coffee drinker. No, I am. I had coffee this morning. I thought you do mocha or matcha. Matcha I do, but I switch on and off. I I I can't. You can't. I, I mean, I dip my grilled cheese in mayonnaise. Would you, how much? How much to try it? How much to try? <laughs> Why'd you make that? Face? How much to try it? <laughs> how much to try it live on paper out? I would need a thousand dollars in cash. A thousand dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. No, if I bring a thousand dollars in cash, I would try it. No, it's not try. It. You have to drink the whole thing. I yeah. mean, I, but Come what on. if it? No, nah, but if it's gross, I can't stomach the whole. I will try it. If you throw up, it's better. You can stop. But if I. Yeah, but my stomach hurts or whatever. I will do it for $1,000 live on the show. Okay. All right, we got it. in the coffee. All right. But listen, we're both coffee drinkers. Could you envision doing that? Hell no. I can't eat, like... The sound effect was gross. It it doesn't only turn me off watching this. It turns me off as a wide receiver. I don't want to catch no ball from this guy. (laughs) And I'm being honest. Like, no, y'all think I'm playing. You don't trust his decision making? Come on, man. What? (laughs) Because think about it. Your quarterback is is like the a CEO. Your quarterback is is someone they they just think a little different. They they they're more buttoned up. Like they don't do all this wild. That's like a, what a defense alignment would do. That is what a defense alignment would do. So that's the mind. That's his brain. So do you trust this dude? Okay, in the fourth quarter and 
a gotta have it, uh, gotta have it game. We win, we end. It's a minute, fifteen seconds. We're down by uh, uh, six. We score. We make the field goal. We win. We're in the playoffs. To go out there and make the right drop back, make the right decision. No, he had coffee and mayonnaise before the game. <laughs> his brain <laughs> that morning, not just his stomach. His brain is hurt. No, I think I think Monday on the show, we Brandon and I should split a cup of mayonnaise coffee <laughs> and make it into like a game. Let's see who can drink it without the first person to gag, make a face, loses. Let's see. Let's see if we can go ahead and do. It won't be a lot. Maybe like this much. My stomach is already hurt. But I think that the fans would like to see that. That'd be a we, fun segment. We can we should go ahead and see like who would be able. You know how wilding out no, does the game with the water no, and the. Why don't we do this? Chat, we'll do it. Me and you will do it, Ashley. Okay. If, if the chat sent in videos, be morale, Christy O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie, I see you. Optimistic James, I see you. Send in a video of y'all doing it, and me and Ashley would do it too. Here we go. Listen, I, we'll stand by on that. But we have run out of time for today, guys. It was a great show. It was a great show. We Actually, are going to. Well, outside of the first five minutes where I had to smudge you. your ass. We are going to go ahead and take our smudge, our mayonnaise, <laughs> our mustard, and we're going to dip out. No pun intended to you right there. Dip <laughs> out. good. Um, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. So, bye. Peace. <laughs>